Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor G. Pull out your Bibles, pull out your outlines that are attached to your planner. We've been in this series entitled 412, and we are looking at uh, Hebrews 412 and understanding that we've been given this treasure in God's Word. God's given us a roadmap for life, and all the answers that we need to know are found in the Bible. The answers to life's problems that we go through and situations that we deal with are in this book. It's all there. And the Bible is really the treasure that if left unopened, we will miss out on the blessing right in front of us. And really, we've been looking at this fact that God calls us to fall in love over and over with his word. Meaning as believers, we need to constantly be falling in love with God's word. Not just the first time that we read it, but every time that we sit down, we open it up, pull out the book to read and hear what God has to speak to us, what he has to say to us, because it's God's gift to mankind. And God always has the right thing to say to us in his word every time that we open it up. And so God is calling you and me in this season to fall in love again with his word. In fact, he wants to give you a fresh passion and a fresh desire for the word of God. Whether you are new in the faith or whether you are a believer for many, many years. And we've been looking at this verse in Hebrews 4 and the writer was reminding us about the truth and power of God's word in verse 12. He says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This one verse has so much to say about the purpose and the function of God's spoken word as well as his written word. In the last two weeks, we've looked at the fact so far that God's word is alive, it's living, it's breathing, and his word is active within lives. And today I want to look at the fact that God's word is a sword which cuts to the core of who we are. God's word is a sword. And I know we know this passage could be a very familiar verse to us, but I want you to, to think of it in that context. And I know for myself, when I was a boy, we'd love to go out and play with swords in the backyard. We'd love to get together with our friends and play swords. And it's something very popular amongst the boys. In fact, when I was a boy, we would go out and find a stick laying down in the backyard or near or in a woods that I live close to. And maybe it was a tree branch that had fallen off and it had broken off or we could break a piece of that off and we'd try to get the best looking piece of tree branch or wood that we could possibly find and turn it into a sword. And we'd use our imaginations and plain swords back and forth. Today in this generation, boys like to play with these. Now this is not necessarily a sword, but is also known as a lightsaber, right? From the movie and series uh, Star Wars. Now this is actually a knockoff of the real lightsabers. In fact, it says here on this nice little blue decal, it says space sword. And my guess is that you can take this to space and use it as a lightsaber to fight all the evil forces. But 
a lot of these lightsabers like to light up and they have special sound effects today and these are an awesome toy for boys to play with and use their imaginations and and uh, it's a fun toy even for even for grown-ups to play with but <laughs> the big boys like to use these we set aside the, the little toys so we can play with these big swords. The real thing, now this is actually a samurai style sword, and uh, we, you may have seen your favorite you know, martial arts movie uh, where they will use a sword like this, or maybe you've seen movies about knights and armor, and you've seen swords in those movies. Maybe it's been a gladiator movie, and you've watched all that, and how they use their swords, and uh, these are the fun things that the big guys like to play with and have. But I want you to understand this morning that there is no sword like the Word of God. Amen. It's sharper than any double-edged sword that's out there. And we view this as the Word of God. We view this as a book. But I want you to understand that when God sees this, when he sees his word or his spoken word that's spoken out over us or to us, he sees this in the spiritual realm. It's not just a book, but it's a sword. And we've got to make sure we understand that because sometimes we haven't picked up our sword. We haven't opened up our sword to use. And we allow the enemy to walk all over our lives. And we allow him to mess with our families. We allow him to get into our job situations and to wreak havoc. And whatever it is, we give him that authority. Why? Because we've left our sword to the side. God's calling us to pick up the sword, to use the sword. And we're going to look at that today. And really the Bible or God's spoken word is a sword that gets to the root of who we are as a person. Nothing can hide from the word of God. In fact, this sword goes past all of the outward actions of our lives to the soul and the spirit within. And the soul and spirit are really the immaterial part of us that you can't physically touch, but they are there. They work together. They're separate, but they work together. In fact, our spirit is what connects with God through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit speaks to us in our spirit. We commune with Almighty God through our spirit. Our soul really is the seat of our affections, our emotions, and our passions within us. It's what we long for, what we seek after that reflects within our soul. And so God's word cuts through the exterior to get to the interior of our heart and our life. In and through his word. That's why Hebrews 4.12 says that God's word divides and separates that which is spiritual to expose our flesh. Meaning this, the sword of God's word divides that which we can't see. It separates the spiritual from our flesh or our natural man or the desires of our flesh to bring them into light. In other words, God wants us to see what is right in our lives and he wants us to see what is wrong through reading, through hearing and understanding his word because it cuts and divides and separates right to the inner core of who we are. Another way to say it is God's word doesn't beat around the bush. The sword gets to the inner parts of our lives where no other sword can go. 
except for God's word. And again, his word is so powerful that it changes lives. It changes our thinking. And in fact, one of the purpose of God's word is this. The word convicts and converts. God's word brings conviction to our hearts. The word is so powerful and the sword goes so deep that it brings a revelation or understanding of wrongdoing or sin in a person's life. The Holy Spirit will speak through God's word to bring conviction to our hearts and lives as believers at different times within our lives. God will show us things or areas in our life where we need to grow in, where we need to mature in, things we need to let go and let Jesus be Lord over in our lives. All because his word has the power to bring conviction to us and in us. Not only does his word bring conviction, but it converts people from being an unbeliever to becoming a believer. His word reveals the need for a savior through Jesus. His word reveals the power of God's love for each and every person. It converts lives from being hopeless to having hope in Christ because of the power of his word. Another purpose is this. The word also warns and condemns the unbelieving. For those who don't believe or have a faith in God, his word is a warning to them. His word was given to mankind and put into writing for us to know God, to know his love for us, to know that we can be forgiven of our sins through a relationship with Christ, but also to know God's standards, his expectations, and his ways for our life. And for those who reject God through disobedience, his word stands as a warning to them and condemns their actions and lack of faith in him. God doesn't condemn people as in who they are as a person Because he loves them. He created them. He's given them the choice of free will, but he condemns their sin and actions within their lives. And so, church, we have to understand again that the word is is all-powerful and it penetrates like spiritual surgery to wound, cut, and pierce us in order to bring healing within our lives. There's purpose behind the sword or the word of God. It's all powerful. Again, it goes to the place where no other sword can get to, but only the word of God. It gets to the core of us as if we were having spiritual surgery within our lives. And the Holy Spirit speaks and uses the word of God to wound, to cut, and to pierce us. He does this not to bring harm to our lives, but to bring about healing within us. You see, God's word is full of healing for our lives. Because of God's awesome love for us, he wants us to get to the root of the problem. His word is is the tool that he will use to do spiritual surgery within our lives. Just like a physical surgeon Wounds, cuts, and pierces our flesh or our physical body in order to bring about correction and healing to our bodies. The Lord wants to bring about spiritual, emotional, and physical healing to our lives through his word. And so his word as the sword will cut to the deep. It divides, it separates in order that we can have complete healing and wholeness within our lives. That's the power of his word. In Revelation 1, Jesus appeared before John in a vision and he told him to write down all that he saw in the vision. 
And so John went on to describe Jesus and what he saw. And he said Jesus was dressed in a, in a robe with a golden sash around his chest. His hair was white as snow. His eyes were like blazing fire. And his feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. And then it says in verse 16, he says, In his right hand, Jesus held seven stars. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And so Jesus went on to explain the meaning of the seven stars, which were pastors of the seven different churches that Jesus was going to address or speak to. But here again, we see the reference to a sharp, double-edged sword. And John was seeing this double-edged sword coming out of Jesus' mouth. And it was symbolic of the words that Jesus was going to speak and address to the seven pastors of these churches. And so his words in chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation had some encouragement there to them. Jesus did encourage these pastors in these churches for some of the things that they were doing right. But they were words of correction and judgment that were coming out of his mouth. It's important for us to understand, church, that Jesus speaks words of authority sharp as, as a double-edged sword that are full of power and bring judgment at times. When Jesus speaks, there's authority in his words. He holds all power within him, including his words that he speaks. There's power behind his words. His words cut to the core of who we are. They're a sharp, double-edged sword that pierces right to the deep places within. And his words at times bring judgment to our lives. When necessary, according to God's sovereignty and his sovereign wisdom, he will bring judgment through his words. And this is what he was doing in these chapters to these pastors. He was bringing warning to them. He was speaking to them and telling them that if you don't make corrections in your life, in your ministry, in your church, there would be judgment, is what Jesus was saying. That's why... John saw this double-edged sword come out of his mouth. That was the meaning behind it. And in other words, their judgment was already in motion by the words Jesus spoke. It was up to them or not whether they were going to experience the judgment, depending on if they made the corrections or not that they needed to correct. For our lives, when it comes to us, when we hear God speak, we must listen and correct all that is necessary. When God's verbal word, the power of his verbal word, speaking to our spirit, saying, hey, you need to correct this. You need to change this. This doesn't line up with my word. We've got to hear, listen, and correct all that's necessary. When God speaks to us, we must take him seriously. Now, obviously, God speaks to us in his word. This is his written word. It's the sword of the spirit. And when we read it, we need to take him seriously. We need to open up our word, the sword of the spirit, to take it seriously for our lives. God doesn't just speak to speak, to waste words. There's purpose and meaning behind them. Because God is all about the relationship with us. He wants to talk with us on a daily basis. Some of those times he's getting our attention because there are things or areas in our life that need correction. 
He's given us a heads up because of his grace and wanting us to have an opportunity to change what we need to change, to correct what is wrong so that we don't experience judgment for our actions, our behavior, and our lifestyle within us. And so it's so crucial that we listen to God when he speaks and we correct all that is necessary to correct. And he doesn't talk to us all the time only about correction and judgment. He's about the relationship because he loves us. He wants to commune with us. But what I'm saying is that there are times in our life when God speaks and because of his authority, he's trying to get us to wake up and to see and to hear what he's trying to tell us. And we've got to correct those things that we need to correct. In Ephesians 6, the apostle Paul talked about the armor of God and the importance of it when it comes to our protection against the enemy. And it says in verses 10 through 12 and then 17, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then it says further down in 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So Paul tells us as believers or as Christians to be strong in the Lord, meaning it's our responsibility to grow in the Lord. It's our responsibility to be confident in who God is. That's what meaning strong is. That I'm confident and I I know my God. I know who he is. I know what he's done for me. I know what he's going to do for me in this situation, even against the enemy. And he says it's our responsibility to really do the things that we need to do as followers of Christ in order to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And he goes on to say, put on the full armor of God so that we can stand there looking nice and pretty with our armor on as a soldier of God. It doesn't say that. It says, so that we can stand against the devil's schemes or plot against us. That's why we put the armor on. So we can stand against the enemy's schemes. The enemy wants to take us out, so we need to be ready with our armor. He reminds us that our struggle is against, uh, it's not against flesh and blood, it's not against humans, it's not against our neighbor or the person across the street, it's not against other nations necessarily, it's really a spiritual battle, is what Paul is saying. Our struggle, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's against the powers and spiritual forces of evil in this dark world. Because the enemy, Satan, is behind it all. And we take a stand by putting on the armor of God daily. And the last armor that he mentions is the sword of the spirit or God's word. And so if there's power in the words of God, if there's power in the Bible, in his written word as well as his spoken word, then the Bible is the sword by which we have victory and parry the enemy's attacks. The Bible or the word of God is our sword to which we stand strong in the Lord. And we stand strong in his mighty power. It's the sword to which we use to defend against the devil's attacks and schemes against us. But it's also the weapon that we use to advance in victory within our lives. And in order to do that, we have to pick up the sword. That's why Paul said, take it. When an enemy goes out to battle, they don't keep the sword behind them. 
They don't turn their backs on the enemy at all or ever. They're always like this. I'm in the ready position to defend against the enemy's attacks and schemes. And we do that with the power of God's word. Because in the spiritual, not only does God see this as a sword, but the enemy sees this as a sword. That's why there's power behind it. And some of us, sometimes we don't pick up our sword or we leave it to the side. And we wonder why the enemy has his way in our life. And we wonder why the enemy messes with us. And he messes with our finances. And he messes with our relationships. And he messes with every single area of our life. And we go, man, what's going on? Have you picked up your sword? Are you standing strong in the mighty power of who God is? And through his word. The Bible, the word of God, is our sword to which we stand strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And we can parry the enemy's attacks against us. Now that word parry means to ward off a weapon or blow against us. It means to evade or turn aside from something. So when the, when the enemy is attacking, we're standing there standing strong with the word of God. And we're blowing off that attack. Or we're stepping or evading to the side because we see him coming. And the power of God's word helps us to turn to the side and evade his attack. And we don't do this within our own strength, but through the power of God's word. It's through his might. That's That's why we have to know the word of God. That's why we have to choose to pick it up and use it against the enemy. In fact, that's what Jesus did. Come on now. If the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah had to use the Word of God against the enemy, then we need to as well. In fact, in Matthew 4, we see that right before Jesus' ministry started, the Holy Spirit led him out to the wilderness to prepare him for the ministry that was ahead for him, that God had sent him to do. And while he's out there, the devil comes out to tempt Jesus, trying to get him to fall and succumb to him. Now, whatever the Lord's trying to prepare in your life today, you have to know that the enemy also is going to come to try to steal away, to to trip you up and to make you fall. So we've got to have our sword. But every attack the enemy brought Jesus, Jesus turned around and used um, scripture or the sword of the spirit to stand and attack the enemy. To defend himself, but in the opposite way, to be on the offensive against the enemy. The enemy even tried to twist God's word to get Jesus to fall. But Jesus corrected him and said, it is said or it is written, meaning you've got it wrong, Satan. This is what God's word says. And finally, the enemy had to leave him alone. If Jesus used scripture as a sword of spirit, then how much more do we need to stand on God's word in our lives to pick up the sword, open up the word? Let me ask you this question. How many attacks of the enemy could we have evaded in our lifetime if we had just used the word of God? But instead, we left it to the side. We didn't open it up and we let the enemy have a heyday within our lives. God has given us victory, church. He wants us to live as overcomers within our life. And as believers, it's time that we fall in love again with the word of God. That we begin to live in victory if we're not by using the armor that God has given us. That we would use the sword of the spirit in order to stand our ground in the name above every name. In the name of Jesus, we stand our ground 
and we're confident in his mighty power within our lives. I want you to see this morning that it's called the sword of the spirit because Holy Spirit is the one who inspired the word and he shows us how to use it as a sword. The Holy Spirit inspired men to write the word of God. God's spirit gave us his word and he shows us how to use the word as a sword as part of our armor to stand against the enemy. We must be in tune with the Holy Spirit each and every day. He's the one that is with us. He's guiding us. He's leading us and he's directing our lives. And this includes reminding us of scriptures and the promises in God's word for us to stand on. And this also includes showing us how to use the word of God as a sword. God has set us up for success and victory. It's our choice whether or not we want to live in victory. It's not God's choice. He's already done it all. We just have to walk in it. We have to be obedient. We have to do the things that he's called us to do as our responsibility as believers in him to overcome all that the enemy wants to bring our way. We also know that Holy Spirit shows us how to interpret and apply the word of God to our lives. He shows us how to interpret the Bible. He inspired men to write the Bible so he knows the meaning of every verse, every passage, every chapter, every book within it. And he will show us the exact meanings when we're not sure and will tell us how to interpret each passage. He teaches us how to apply the word of God to our lives. He wants us to apply the word of God in each and every specific area of our life that he shows us. Because as our teacher, he doesn't want us to miss out on anything or all the things that God has for us through his word. And so in closing, as believers, we must allow God's word to do its work to experience rest in him. And I want to explain that. We have to be lovers of God's word. But we must allow Holy Spirit to do his work in our lives through the word. He will speak to us. He will encourage us. He will grow us. He will inspire us. And he will mature us through his word. But it's our choice to allow him to do the deep work in us through the word of God. He wants to penetrate our lives with his word. So that he can bring complete healing. Again, the context of Hebrews 4 was talking about entering and living in the rest of God. Living in God's rest. Living in the peace and presence of God. This comes by living in and walking in the word of God. It comes through loving God's word and applying it to our lives. So I want to challenge us. I want to encourage us this morning. Let's make sure that we follow through on our part in surrendering to God and his word. By opening it up. It will change us. It will pierce us to the core in order to bring healing and strength to our lives. I want to challenge you this morning to pick up the sword. God has given you the power of his word against the enemy. God wants to pierce us in those areas in our lives where no other sword can get to in order that we can have complete healing and wholeness within our lives. And it only happens through the word of God. Don't just view this as a book. It's the life of God. It's the sword of the spirit. And all power belongs to God, including his words.